I'm Brinkley. And I'm Whitney. And this is the Blooming 30s podcast. We are two best friends living long distance that have found connection through marriage, motherhood, and growing in our 20s. Join us in our conversations as we bloom in our 30s. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Blooming 30s podcast. We are so grateful that you're here and that you're listening and we are just excited to chat today. So my bloom for the week is we had our first barbecue of the season and if you know anything about me, this is my time. This is when I thrive. (laughs) So... We are so excited that it's that time of year already. So it was so good. We went over to a friend's house and the kids hot tubbed. We grilled chicken and hamburgers and just like brought, you know, barbecue sides, watermelon and just sat around the fire and chatted. And it was so good. Just like my ideal evening. Could you find a good watermelon? Because my kids are. No, it's out of it's out of season. But Costco's are the best. They're not like fantastic by any means, but like they're doable. I got one from Smith's and it was actual garbage oh so fun why is summertime food just just, so good yeah I love that like I don't have to cook in the kitchen like if I can cook outside on the grill and just eat outside I love eating outside like it just Mm -hmm. is so good so we've been spending lots and lots of time outside I swear every episode we record I tell myself not to talk about the weather but here we are everyone's talking about the weather so glorious (laughs) it's been in the 70s and just we've been getting lots of yard work done and it's just been so amazing and so productive and I just feel myself coming back to life you guys are actually doing the most in your yard you don't think oh there's a lot to do to this yard Yeah. You keep coming up with stuff to do and you're doing it and it looks so good. It's an existing yard. I mean, we moved into it's a 30 year old house, but there's lots of trees and lots of shrubs, but zero flowers. And that's not chill with me. So we're adding obviously flowers. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, it's just been like overgrown. There's been a lot of areas that have just kind of been neglected for some years or like just need cleaning up and you know it's 30 years old so um and then we also just have like trying to add things that benefit us and our family so like we're adding spaces for raspberries and strawberries and lots and lots of flowers and stuff like that so we're just kind of trying to make it our own as fast as we can I told Michael I'm like we my goal is to have it all done by Memorial Day so like we can have a Memorial Day barbecue so we're mm-hmm. they'll be pushing it we'll see oh my gosh well I'm so excited it's looking so good so far and it that's a ton of work and I'll share my will for the week so one of my kids I won't share who just because I know we've mentioned before in the past, like we try to respect our kids' privacy when it comes to things like this. But one of my kids has had a really hard year and has just been not herself lately. And we actually started therapy for her. I don't even know when it was. I want to say in January. So we've been going for a good few months now it's May now and my will is basically I'm just getting discouraged because it's it's really not helping and I'm not seeing like a whole lot of improvement and 
that's just hard. And it's like trying to navigate like, okay, what now? Like what, what else can I do for her? I'm trying everything that I know how to do. And it just seems like we're getting nowhere. And Mm -hmm. it seems like what we say or like what we work on, like gets through to her and then something happens and we're just like back to square one. And like all that progress we made is just lost. And we're, we're just like going around painting, paying all this money. I mean, like therapy is not cheap paying all this money and like it just like it hasn't helped so just kind of feeling mm-hmm. like okay what what now what's my next step mm-hmm. to help her out that's kind Why of that's so hard with motherhood is it's like I feel like I've done everything I can yeah what's next yeah, especially like I'm when trying so hard they're so little yeah yeah they can't like really communicate like really like what's the underlying issue. Like I know you're trying to communicate with me that something else is going on and like we're trying to figure out what that something else is and like what's a solution. Like how can we work on it like through it together that works yeah. for our family and for your siblings and all that. And it's just it's hard. So we're kind of we've toyed back and forth with stopping therapy. Like I wanted to give it like a good fair, I didn't expect overnight results by any means, but like, Mm -hmm. I I guess I just don't know like how long before I can expect to see some results. So if you guys ever have experience like with putting your kids in any sort of like therapy or counseling, like for behavioral things, like how, like how long do I keep trying or should I notice a change already like five months in or is it like an investment for much longer? I know it's so hard to know and I feel like it's so so personal but you're killing it don't be discouraged because you're such a good mom you're doing what you can oh thank you we'll get there you got this okay my bloom which actually like I'm still it's up in the air if it's the moment was a bloom but this it's like a trial and error type situation so I opened my front door to go get my daughter from school and there was a package on my doorstep that I wasn't expecting. And I mean, immediately I knew what it was from because of the logo. It's Ballerina Farm, which I know I've mentioned them on here maybe once or twice, but I just am obsessed with Ballerina Farm. If you don't follow them or know what they're all about, you've got to get on the bandwagon because it's just so fun and I just love them. They're homesteaders and I mean, real full ranchers in Utah. I think they're in Camas, Utah, but they just run this whole thing and I just think they're so admirable and they sell a lot of products on their website. And so I've bought Ballerina Farm products for other people, but haven't ever gotten anything for myself. And I I tried to hop on the sourdough thing back when everyone was quarantining right after COVID first broke out. And I did my own starter and it was a massive fail. I could not figure out what I was doing wrong. And I've let all this time pass and I make my own bread. I make like an artisan bread, which looks very much like a sourdough loaf. So I just feel like I've gotten by and I'm fine. Yeah. And I actually don't don't like sourdough. Right. You don't like sourdough. I don't flipping like sourdough. So it's not my favorite, but there's just something about the process of sourdough that I'm so drawn to seeing it on social media. Also, Cameron loves it. So he's been begging me to do it. So anyways, long story short, it's the Ballerina Farm sourdough starter kit. And she's the one that really makes it look, I mean, and if you know anything about me, if you've listened to any episode, baking is like a therapy for me. Like I really, really just love it. It, I'm not a slow person and that's something that I'm working on being better at and baking it forces you to slow down and take your time. And I think think that's that's my favorite part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when I, 
like hate baking, it's because I'm trying to rush it or like have to rush it. And then it's not fun. And also, I think you can really hate baking really quickly if you are super picky about the mess. I've, I, yeah, that's my problem. Yeah, it's that's really hard. And that's been something, especially being a mom, that I've had to let go of is just embracing the mess sometimes. Mm -hmm. And with baking, like that's just part of it. And guess what? Like, it, it'll get clean. It's fine. Like yeah. everything can get cleaned. It's yeah. not worth losing your crop over. Yeah. But if we anyway, just keep so that I perspective s- for everything, like I can know. clean it. It's fine. It's so hard. I know. But I, so I started this process. It was just so sweet. So basically Cameron surprised me and got me like the whole kit, which was just really, really kind of him to do. And I had so much fun looking into all of it, getting everything set up, um, growing. It took like five days to rehydrate because she sends you a dehydrated sourdough starter. So it takes like mm. five days to even hydrate the thing. It feels like a science experiment. The amount of mason jars on my kitchen counter <laughs> because <laughs> I was also nervous I was going to mess it up. So I created multiple just in case one of them just failed. Just a good like trial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was really fun. I'm not going to lie. I think my favorite part was using the little tool to score the bread. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, sourdough is very needy. And I felt like Like I had to babysit it. Yeah, I really did. I felt like I had another thing to take care of. And I'm not looking for that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Too many. It was fun. Yeah. Too many kids, pets, a house, a job. Like it's just too much, but yeah, it's been really fun. I still have starter on my counter. We're actually um, enjoying like things that I've made with the sourdough. I made two loaves of bread, but then I made some sourdough tortillas and there's like a lot of different fun recipes that I think are more conducive. Like I think I'll keep my sourdough starter for things like that, like sourdough pancakes or sourdough chocolate chip cookies. I think that's more my vibe. Yeah. When it comes to the actual bread loaf, not so sure. Not so sure. Although Cameron pounded both of the loaves and loved it. He said, this is the best bread. My kids love them. I love them. I don't make them, but I have a friend that makes them and we get it whenever she sells extras. And she makes one that like is cinnamon and she makes like a, Mm. like a honey butter cinnamon that goes on it. And it's so good. It's like a dessert to us. So, but yeah, it's like, if it's worth the effort, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of effort. It was just a big bloom because the surprise was so sweet. Okay. My wilt for the week really goes hand in hand with yours. Um, motherhood. <laughs> I was really hard on myself this past weekend. I, it was just, it had been a week and I was exhausted. And like, there are some weekends where we play, we work hard. Like there's just such a good balance of everything. And that was the weekend prior. But then this most recent weekend, it just wasn't it for me. Like I needed a lot of <laughs> R&R this R&R. weekend. R&R. Yeah, it's funny because like the weekend that was so jam-packed and I felt like we had a good balance of things, my kids were so good. And then this last week slash weekend, it's just hard. And I think it just ebbs and flows and like the family feels it. There's a lot of big emotions happening in my home right now, which can be a lot to carry as a mom. And especially when you're carrying your own big emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, and then your your kids. Oh, even just today after school, I looked at Cameron and I was like, what is happening like Mm. simultaneously each child was sobbing over like a really big thing for them oh my gosh Um, so you know sometimes it's just messy man so motherhood was my wilt (laughs) it's It's a lot 
in general, it was hard. So oh, it is man. hard. I, I feel like when you're dealing with something in motherhood and there's, yeah, like you were saying, like, what, what do I try next? When you feel yeah. like there's no resolve and you just don't know what to do next, that's really hard. Yeah. It can kind of feel like a hopeless feeling, just like not a good feeling. I always like when there's a solution that like we can work towards or be, have a goal or anything like that. But when like you don't have that, it's like, okay, like what now? Like, I know. Well, I and especially do? when you do things that you know has worked in the past and mm-hmm. it's not working. Then it doesn't work. Incentives. Yeah. Incentives with my kids. Like with one of my children right now, we're really going through it. Um, I can tell there's just – we've had talks with their teacher because there's stuff happening at school. There's stuff happening at home. And so like the incentive, we sat down and we drew out, okay, 14 boxes. If you get 14 checks, you know – this is, you know, and I said, what prize do you want to earn? And they told me what prize. I have to say they because I, know, I have like, a, a mixture yeah. <laughs> of boy and girls. Yeah. Um, it's like that usually works and it's not working. And so now no. I have to figure out now what. But yeah, it's rough. Okay. Hey, so we're excited about today's episode. I really wanted Whitney to kind of introduce this one um, because this all started from her. So yeah, um, you've heard us talk about it a lot on here. I feel like we've yeah. brought it up in our blooms um, previously, but we wanted to fully deep dive into the life purpose program that we just did. I started it and then I kind of urged and pushed Brinkley to do it. So she did it. So now we're both done and we just like want to talk about it and like talk about our experiences um, when we were taking it. Just I feel like we both had such positive outtakes from it that we just kind of want to talk through it. And we have purposely like saved a lot of our thoughts and talking for this. So like, I really don't know a whole lot of like what went down in Brinkley's and she doesn't know a whole lot of what went down in mine. Not like it's secret, but like we wanted it to just be like fresh for on the podcast and kind of just like explain to you, because I think it sounds like kind of super weird and like super hippie-ish, which I don't think like either of us are like crazy into all of that. So I think showing that like, it's super accessible to like, I think it's beneficial for anyone to take it. You don't have to be like any type of person to benefit from Mm -hmm. it. Like it is, it was just really cool and really um, presented in a way that was accessible, like an easy and like thorough and talked through like it just like I understood it all even though like Mm -hmm. at first glance like it could seem like a little over my head but um the guy that we took it from his name is Mitch he just did such a good job about like explaining all of it and like making sure like we really understood it yeah I think it's really cool because as I was going through the program I just kept thinking about everybody that I care about and everybody that Mm -hmm. I love and even people I don't know. And that's why we want to talk about it on the podcast for any of you listening. We really, really believe that this is for everybody. We believe that anybody can benefit from this program and we really just want to share it. There's, we're getting nothing out of this Mm -hmm. for sharing it. It's just, we're so amped up on, I mean, if I was amped up about a hairbrush, I would tell you. Like, yeah. I just like want- the way it made us feel like we just like feel like we need to tell you guys this whole podcast is talking about blooming and like what we can do in our life to like best bloom. And like this really helped me bloom a lot. And I think will forever help me bloom and like look for yes. ways to bloom better for me. So like if you're listening to this this podcast, hopefully that means that you want to like somehow be a better person, better. bloom in whatever way, like 
this was such an amazing way for us to do that. I just feel like it was a similar feeling to like an Enneagram, but like times a million. Like it just like gave you so much clarity about yourself and like comfort, but like didn't put you in like, but it's so personal. So if that's like the best way to summarize, it was like a personal Enneagram. Yeah, no, I kept bringing that up in my meetings with Mitch um, because we just got off of our big deep dive for an episode on Enneagrams. And I was going to say, too, that I have to be really honest with why I even started the program. I mean, I've said it in the past. If Whitney recommends it, I'm trying it. (laughs) Like, I trust you with everything. And I know if you're doing something you're doing it for such good reasons and intentions. And so even just based off of, and I think you were in week two when I decided Mm -hmm. to sign up, hearing you talk about it so positively right off the bat, I knew right away it was what I was needing. And the honesty that I feel like I needed to share was we had just launched the podcast and we had just had really what felt like for me a vulnerability hangover of Mm -hmm. our get to know us episode. And then we did our Enneagram episode and I was not hesitant to launch this podcast um, from the start. It was not something I was nervous to do. I am very much so, let's do it. Come on, let's party. This is so fun. And then I, in certain circumstances, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, like this. after you were like, um, hang on a yeah. second. Yeah. And I was the opposite. Like I you really struggled to like get on board with this. And then like, once we do it, I'm like, okay, like I can breathe a little bit. Like it's going good. Yeah. Yeah. But so for me, it really, and I really started to feel these feelings of, which is what you vocalized in the beginning. Who am I? And Mm -hmm. really, I started wrestling with a lot of personal matters in my life that I felt really kind of fraudulent being on this podcast and sharing these deep topics and feeling like, well, who am I to share this? And who am I to talk about this? And I'm just Joe Schmo and Mm -hmm. there's nothing special about me. And this program, and I I might cry in this episode because it has completely changed me as a person. And I mean that with absolutely everything in me. My last meeting with Mitch, I cried and I was so embarrassed. And I told him, I was like, you got to learn me quick. I'm a crier. And so I bet most people cry. Like I would bet I like 90% people cry. Yeah. Because really it just at the end of the program, I connected so much more to my true self, which, you know, we did our Enneagram episode. And even before we did that episode, like I know core things about who I am. So really even with this life purpose program, there wasn't any big, wow, mm-hmm. I didn't know that about me. Yeah. But I felt like, and we talked about this too in our boundaries and motherhood episode, when someone gives you almost that permission to like lean into. Yes. And almost like I kept fighting myself and I kept telling myself, well, you're only this way because of this. That's not really naturally who Brinkley is. or, Or that's just so basic and there's nothing special. Like that's just you know, I want to be different and I want to change and I want to grow and I want to this, but this program shows you you're who you are for a reason. And like, it's almost scientific in a way. It's almost like I was given actual proof and actual permission that there's a reason why we are the way that we are. I feel like sometimes we are a certain way because of things that have happened in our lives. And I think that's true to a sense, but this program makes it 
like so crystal clear that we are who we are because that's who we are. And no matter what happened in our life, like we would still be that way in Mm -hmm. one way or another. That's who we are. And like things are presented to us in our life and like are trying to teach us and shape us. But regardless of what happens, a completely different situation could have happened, but we would still be who we are with our gifts and our talents and our strengths, no matter what life experiences we had. Which was so beautiful for me because I felt like, oh, like I developed that part of me from a negative experience. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. It's just who you are born this way. And it can, it can make you look at that thing that you typically would kind of be like almost frustrated with yourself that like, I'm this way because of this bad thing that happened in my life. I don't want that. Like, I don't want this because of a crappy thing that happened in my life, but it almost like retrains how you look at that quality about yourself. And it's like, no, I'm not that way because of this crappy thing. Like that's me to my core. And like, I need to be proud of that. Like, I love that about myself. Like, I don't, I'm not frustrated that it came out of a hard thing. Like I, that's me to my soul. That's me. And I think it's just, it's such a beautiful thing because we can sit there and if you go into this program for a specific, I felt like I went into it with a specific purpose. I really, really felt lost and I was crying every single day. And I was at a point where I was frustrated with myself because I was like, you've always known who you are and you haven't lacked this self-confidence ever before, not in this way. And I feel like I was in a moment in my life where I was questioning everything, everything I had ever believed, hoped, loved, wanted, dreamed of was literally thrown up in the air. And there is now this new version of me that's taking down the pieces again and deciding I'm rebuilding and Mm -hmm. I'm growing and I'm changing and I'm learning. And what do I want to bring in and what do I want to leave behind? Mm -hmm. And even though there was never conversations about those specific things with this program, I didn't need that. Yeah. And I'm leaving it really with so much self-understanding, mm-hmm. self-acceptance, and true, true self-love. Yeah. And I think you feel the same, right? We talked oh, about absolutely. that a little bit. If there is just like one feeling I just felt throughout all of it, it was just like self-gratitude self-love. And like, I don't even feel like I was in a place of being like chronically hard on myself, or I don't think I'm like a chronically insecure person. I have imposter syndrome all the time for sure. But like overall, I don't think I sit here and like say like, oh, I hate this about myself or I get so mad at myself that I do this or this. Like that's not like a, I didn't realize how prevalent that even could have been before doing this. Like, it's not like I went into this saying like, I need to get rid of these like bad thoughts Mm -hmm. about myself. Like that wasn't my MO, but going in, it's crazy how I didn't even think I needed that, but I needed that. I needed to like see all of these qualities about myself in a good way. And certain qualities that like I typically would be frustrated with myself over or be down over or not super proud of. Now I'm walking away with so much love towards those parts of myself, like, and just a fresh perspective. Yeah. Just a major fresh perspective. It just shifted my whole mindset and my whole thinking process. And I think it just makes me look at 
everything leading up to my life right now in a different light and it makes me like see everything that's been placed in my life like what its purpose has been and then like going forward I'm excited to like be really really intentional with what I bring into my life and like does this align with like me and my soul like yeah and my true happiness like does this align does this bring me fulfillment and like if yes, great, I'll do it and welcome it into my life with open arms in whatever capacity life has for me. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right, like I'm going to shoo that on its way. So I just think I'm so hopeful going forward, having that clarity of like what I need in my life. Well, I think it's cool too, because you went into it not feeling desperate for Mm -hmm. help, for change, for figuring things out. You weren't lost. You weren't down. But I still got all of that. You got all of that. Yeah. And I went into it 1,000% needing those things and needing some clarity in my life. So wherever you're at in your life, I can promise you this will bless you so incredibly much. I want everyone to feel this way. I really, really do. Definitely. I think now that we've explained our why and like why we did this and even a a lot about what we gained from it, I kind of wanted to just give like just like a brief overview of what you can expect. And you can book a free session. So one thing that's cool is Mitch is in Orem and Whitney was able to go to him for her appointments. I'm obviously not in Utah. And so even if you're not local, he can take you on as a virtual client. That was really, really cool for yeah. me. And it's so easy to set that up too. And well, and even really if you're cool local, but you want to do it virtual, you can. Like one of my yeah. appointments, my babysitter wasn't able to come. So last minute I said, hey, like, can we just do it over Zoom? And like we were still able to do that. So I think it's really yeah. accessible for motherhood like our lives like it was very easy they're about an hour long sessions once a week um but you can like I had a trip in one of those weeks so like we skipped that week like it's super customizable um and just accessible like it's easy it's not supposed to be a stressor or something else in your life that you're like having to fit in like I totally literally was so sad when it was over because I am going to miss that like weekly hype up. Like I felt Mm -hmm. so good. Like I could dominate the world after all of these appointments. Like I felt like just on cloud nine every single week. So it will be something that is just going to be such a light in your week. Mitch has a discovery session. It's free. It's an hour long. You can book that with him and you can get a feel for the program, which I love that he offers that. So we did the life purpose program. It's a four-week program and you meet for an hour four times and then every, you can split it up every day uh, just depending on how busy my week was. Like I didn't work on my homework daily. It was more, I did like a bunch and a lump sum. Yeah. But like Whitney said, it was very achievable and easy. I didn't feel like it was a burden in my life. I actually looked forward to giving myself that time. And I think if you do carve it out to where you do a little bit daily, what better thing to do for me time, you know? It just like brought in like a a really good happy light spot each day. Yeah, for sure. So it just felt so attainable to both of us. And yeah, I'm going to miss it too, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to give you like a brief summary on like what you do at each week. So week one, we just go over what excites you like what brings you happiness in your life and you just write a list he said like write a list of however many things you can write down and most random things that like makes you happy 
And then you kind of categorize those. And it's crazy how much like you can see. Do you have your three categories? I'm interested on what yours were. I just wrote like a hundred random things and yet they all fit into three categories. <laughs> Which is wild, right? Like, and wild. it's funny because at, at first when we were given this task, I, it's almost like, hi, what's your name? What are your hobbies? Yeah. And it's like, I like oh, to, I don't uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of freeze, right? As a mom too. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, mm, what do, what do I like? <laughs> and I feel like this was the part, this was really a lot of growing pains for me because this was the part of my personality that I felt like I needed to change. I am like just you didn't so want to say like what excited you. Yeah, I'm so unique because I like to craft and bake. Wow, Brinkley, yeah. good job. <laughs> like, you know, and I almost felt embarrassed by that. I love his approach on it. It was so casual, and it could be something as simple as going on a walk. Does that yeah. excite you? It's not what are your hobbies. What brings you joy? And I love that he said, even if it's something you've never done before, like what's something that seems like interesting that you're like, I would probably like that. I haven't had the opportunity in my life to do it yet. But like, that sounds like something I would love to do. After I gave it some time and I actually gave it a chance, like coming up with my list of things that excited me, it just flowed, which was really helpful because I was like, oh, like I do like a lot of things. Yeah, that's good. My three categories. First one was homemaking. Second was connection with others. And then my third one was taking care of myself, which is funny because I would never sit there and be like, I love to take care of myself. Yeah. If you've heard in previous episodes, that's something that I am horrible at. And I, but I think it's because it excites me because I want to work on that yeah. and I want to be better. And I think I have been a lot better lately. Yeah. There actually, I'm laughing because there was a new song released called Self Love. The amount of people that sent me this song. <laughs> They're like, this like, is you. Yeah. Yep. I think that speaks volumes. But Kay, what were your categories? Nature, connection. So that's interesting that you had Got that. It. And then <laughs> creativity. So oh, I love that. Yeah. Which well, I, and like, I think what's cool about the categories is you get to title your categories. Yeah. Right. So like it feels really authentic to you. Like it's not like somebody it is does. saying like, okay, this is yours. It's like, yeah, these are like the three, like they're really prevalent in my life. Like these are things that like yeah. bring me a lot of joy. Well, and let's use like, let's say your nature one, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have in there that you love to plant flowers, but maybe you also wrote camping. Like, yeah, like some things under that section is like sitting under a tree, like so simple. Like I mm-hmm. love laying down and watching the tree. Um, sunsets, sunrises, those little things make me so happy planting flowers, like just super, super simple things, but like all in that camping. I love spending time outside, like just little things like that. But like when I look back, all have to do with nature, which is so cool because yeah, like you can have this long list and like all of, so like all of my homemaking ones, like I have baking on there, but I also have throwing birthday parties. Mm -hmm. I also have learning to be self-sufficient decorating for holidays, wanting to do things the old way of doing things, right? Doing DIY or house projects. Like yeah. all of those were not by each other. Like when I was writing my they were master just totally list, random. it was yeah, random all on their own. But then when you go back and you look at that list and even what was cool too was seeing how some of mine trickled into others. So, mm-hmm. you know, my throwing birthday parties or decorating for holidays even though that lands under my homemaking, that's also connection with others because I do that for other people. I do that yeah. for my kids, my family. That's a way you can connect with people. Yeah. Or baking. Yeah, that's homemaking, but that's also like self-care for me. Like yeah. that is a way that I take care of myself because it's something I love. 
I love that. So it's cool because it really shows you how much of your personality is just so enveloped in such similar interests. The, the, t- the tiny tasks you do every day, like yes. just build up to a big thing. And there's a reason we do it because yeah. it brings us joy. Yeah. So that was week one, really. Um, and then week two was, I feel like, both of ours, like, pretty big, like, changing point, like, where we both were just like, this is the wow. greatest thing ever. I love this. So the second week, we did interviews. And so you basically ask anybody in your life these questions. And the questions are, what would you come to me for advice for? How have I supported you in the past? What inspires you about me? Like, those types of questions are the types of questions you're asking people in your life. And I asked four people. Obviously, the more people you have, the better. But also, like, if you just don't have any, that's where I was at. I was like, I just don't even know who else to ask. (laughs) Um, But that was just like, I don't think a lot in life we ask people like, hey, so like, why do you like me? Like, we just don't do that. I know. And it was such a cool experience. And like, to give them like, concrete questions, like, not just like, why do you like me? But like, what, what advice would you ask me for? Or like, what do you feel is an innate gift I have? Like just super special, like almost sacred questions that like, we just don't get to hear about ourselves hardly ever. Like, I think if you have a husband or a best friend or someone that has words of affirmation as their love language, maybe you do hear all of this stuff, but I don't, I don't have that in my life. Well, so. what's funny too, though, is I didn't realize, I don't think when I've ever done love languages that words of affirmation was ever one of my ones. I, th- I think it is. It <laughs> I is. I think it is. Well, after that and experience, I'm like, maybe it should be because that made me feel so good. Maybe it should be. Well, did you feel like doing the interviews was hard for you at any point yes. in time? I felt like, like almost embarrassed, like... I think because really like naturally would you just go up to somebody and be like, so tell me what you like about me. Like that just feels like so (laughs) vulnerable. And then you start thinking like, well, what if they don't like anything about me? Like what if nothing inspires them about me? Like what if I'm, I don't do anything that they think I'm talented at or, you know, so like you start having those thoughts. So I asked my mom, my sister, I asked you and I asked Michael. Um, And so you have absolutely like super different experiences with me, different Mm -hmm. settings and different relationships. But it was so crazy how similar everyone said, like for certain questions, like everyone said the same things. Which is wild because I, I felt the same way. I almost for me, it was more so. I feel horrible that I'm asking someone to do a task. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I didn't want to like you know, like, hey, when you have time to do this, no worries. Like, thank you. Yes. (laughs) No rush. I remember the way that I felt after answering the questions for you because I did your questions before I got to this part Mm -hmm. when I did the program. And being on the other side of it, it made me feel like our relationship strengthened because Mm -hmm. I got to think outside of the box about Whitney. And I got to look at each individual question and really, truly think about you as a person. And I felt like I loved you more after answering the questions for you. Totally. And so knowing that and then knowing that I'm giving that opportunity to these other relationships, I was excited about that, even though it is difficult to ask these things I'm glad you had the perspective of doing it first and then asking people because I feel like if I did that, I would have been like excited to give it to them because like it does, it makes you feel good to like 
share this awesome thing. And I think we don't get a whole lot of opportunities to really just like sit and think like, okay, I have this person in my life that I know I love and I know I think they're a great person, but like, let me break that down a little bit. Like, let me figure out like really why, you know? Yep. I interviewed you, Cameron, my mom, my sister-in-law, and actually I did interview two friends, but I felt the same as you. I felt like even though everyone's answers were pretty much different because everyone's experiences with me are different. The same thing kept coming up. And later in the Mm -hmm. program, when you go over, you go over your interview questions with Mitch. And I was going to say, it's not literally an interview where you're on the phone. Like you didn't call me up and say, I just texted this. Yeah. You texted the list and that's what I did. I sent the list and I said, when you have time, go over these and then just send them back. And that was way less stressful. So don't think interview like, oh my gosh, I have to sit there on the phone. Yeah. I just texted them and I was like, when you get a chance, like send these over to me. And I actually didn't read any of mine until I was there with him. I don't know why I felt like I wanted to like have like raw reactions to like what people said to me. So like I didn't read mine as people were sending them in. Like I just like saved them until. I was in the meeting that with him. That is really cool that you did so that. I, I like that. Raw reactions, which was kind of cool because like certain things stuck out to me and then like he yeah. just saw it right away, you know. Well, that's what was really cool. I mean, I didn't do that. So props, <laughs> props to you. It almost but, was like it made me uncomfortable to like read compliments about yeah. myself, you know, like I was like, it yeah. makes me like kind of feel icky. I know. It <laughs> does. But it also... I do feel like it was really cool because reading it and then having Mitch bounce off of it and he would ask, you know, how did that make you feel or what stuck out to you? But he would also point out what stuck out to him. And Mm -hmm. very quickly, we caught on to a recurring theme despite the different people and different stories and circumstances. It didn't matter at the end of the day. Like it was very apparent the the way people felt about me. Yeah. Yeah. And that just was so, it just was a breath of fresh air and it just felt Like it was the best gift anybody could give me. One of the things that was cool too is my sister-in-law, she answered a question and she actually shared a story that for quite a while now, I've been insecure about that experience, hoping that she felt love and hoping that she felt my excitement and my support. And I was like, oh, I didn't show up my best in that situation. She shared that situation. And she shared her perspective of it. And I think it just goes to show that no matter what goes on in your life, if you feel if you feel that way, if you leave a conversation going, oh, why did I say that? Like, I mm-hmm. really hope I didn't make them feel that way or whatever it is. I can promise you the per- other person has a different perspective They see the on best it, of you. Then they see the best of you where you see the worst of you. I know we're both like that. And yeah. it can be really easy to nitpick ourselves. I now feel like I look at that situation as a special memory instead of like you feel like proud of yourself over. instead of like, yeah, oh, I, I should have done this different or. Yeah. Yeah. And I think cool. my biggest thing was I just wanted to make sure that I left her feeling loved and supported. And I was worried I didn't do that. And she felt that. And that mm. just made me feel better about it. So, yeah, that's so special. In like going through everybody's answers, that's where you pull out like what your innate talents are, what you are so good at. And the way he explained it to me was you can have two piano players and they have the same skill and they do the same expression playing piano, but both people have separate talents. One may be super talented in connecting with people's emotions or you know, reaching, telling a story or visually 
you know, like really connecting with the music and making people feel the music. Um, and then the next might be like super detail oriented and really talented when it comes to like details and playing the keys. He can do all sorts of really complicated finger movements on and that's his talent. So they're both playing piano and they both have the same expression, but their talents underneath that are different. And I think that was really cool to say we could be doing the same thing as a lot of other people in our lives, but our innate talent is what makes that so special. And like we get to use this form of expression for our talents. So another part that he broke it down was you have your talents, but then you have your mediums of expression. This was a really cool turning point for me. Okay. You have these talents and like, what do you do with them? Yes. So this is something that I was really excited to hear yours about with your mediums of expression. You, You also narrow it down to your top three. Okay. So I'll share like my list of talents that came from like my interview questions. And then I'll share like my top three mediums of expressions, like what I do with those talents, so to say. So the ability to see the big picture, the ability to organize, the ability to persevere, the ability to remain steadfast and immovable. These sound so like (laughs) cocky. (laughs) It sounds like they don't because as you're reading this list, because again, to reiterate, this list is created from these interviews from the like closest of what other people, people in your life that you. you interviewed. Yes. So really, it's like a summary of what everyone said about you. So it's yes. not cocky. Yeah. Mitch helped you pull this list together. Yeah. And it's as you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So yeah. read more. It's so fun. Okay. The ability to impart wisdom, the ability to connect deeply, the ability to remain loyal and the ability to see potential in everything. So those are like my talents. And then my mediums of expressions, my top three are gardening, home decor, and researching. I love that, Whitney. That's so you. (laughs) Totally. Yes, that's so good. Oh, I love that. Okay, so my list of talents, ability to connect deeply with others and connect deeply emotionally ability to nurture, ability to help others feel special, ability to see special details, ability to see the big picture, ability to synthesize information, to forgive, to be empathic, active listening, to create something from nothing, to be resilient, and to lead. Mm, I love those. And, and you're then, right. They're like, it's totally you. <laughs> it's It really like, it just, I think again, it, it was a unique way of looking at myself in a new light, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I would never sit there and be like, I have the ability to synthesize information, you know, like we wouldn't ever come up with that on our own. But after reading through the experiences from others, you see that in yourself. Yeah. So my top three mediums of expression. So basically my top three ways that I show my talents, developing, producing, conversing. Mm, I love those. The producing one came up a lot because it was, yeah, taking something out of nothing, making a space beautiful. But also we dipped into podcasting and that's producing. We dipped into what I do for Loomwell. I produce for my job. Like there are so many ways that it all makes sense and it adds up. And it was really cool to discover that. Okay. So 
another step to the program, and this was when uh, Mitch went over this in my discovery session, and this was one of the parts that I was so excited because, again, like we said, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Enneagram tests. It's another kind of test that you do. It's really quick and simple, but I loved the meaning behind it and, like, that there was, like, concrete, like, this is – this means like something, science. right? Like it's scientific. Yes. Yeah. So basically what we did is we um, we tapped into an old ancient Indian tradition where they believe that there's the five elements of the earth, right? And that that's present in all creation. So humans mm-hmm. too. And so those elements are ether, air, fire, water, and earth. And so basically you take this test, all five elements combine, and it creates three separate energy types. So it really taps into, you know, God, our creator, and that all living things have these elements to us. Yeah. It says like which I thought was a- yeah, like we were created from the elements. So it just is kind of like to the idea of like what did God like primarily use when he created you? And like what part of yeah. element like is strong in you? And I think that's like so cool to think about it that way. It is. And, you know, we mentioned there's the five elements and pulled from that are the three energy types. But it's important to say, and I know we said this in our Enneagram episode, too, we have all of them in us. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of all of it. Some presents stronger in us than others. And so taking this test, it just again, it just felt like that permission. And I think that it can be tricky. Something I wanted to mention is something I was struggling with before doing this program was I felt like I was just put in a box, right? My Enneagram type is I'm the helper. I'm the doer. I'm the server. I'm the giver. And it's like, okay, but at what point is that too much? And I could tell I was being drained and I was feeling Mm -hmm. just exhausted and like I wasn't taking care of myself, but also like I don't want to be the doer all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I want someone to take care of me. For a minute there, I felt like I was put in a box and I want to get out of that box and Mm -hmm. I want to change that about me. Taking this dosha test, I am still who I am. I have a Mm -hmm. box. We all do. But like it gave me so much more to my personality than I – and I knew that about myself. But it just – again, it just gave me that proof, that concrete evidence that like I was created this way. This is why I am the way that I am. So the three energy types are – the names are vata, pitta, and kapha. Vata is comprised of ether and air. Pitta is fire and water and kapha is earth and water. I loved his explanation of it. If you think about like the one that's fire and water, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to butcher this. So if Mitch is listening, I, I know I can't explain it as beautifully as you do. But this one was interesting because it was like fire. You think about fire and it's passion and it's and it's intense. And then what What do you think about water? Like really picture these elements. Kapha is known as the earth element. I took the test. You took the test. Mm-hmm. We got our answers. We yeah. are the same. We are the same exact. It com- So the results is presented in a pie chart. Yeah. And so it literally shows you like what percentage, your percentage of which one you are. We are the exact same. Of each. Even though we are such different humans, it makes sense why we're best friends because yeah. our souls are connected. We well, are made and from like, the same element. I think it's cool because we are so different, but like we have the same elements, but like how I use, so we're, we're both Pitta Kapha. So that means our fire energy is the strongest and then Kapha is the next strongest and then Vata is the least strongest. And I think it's interesting that we both 
use and present that fire energy in us so differently and that earth energy in us so differently. So I think it's just really cool to use you and I as an example that like we both have those like strong personality traits, but like presented so differently. Well, and what's crazy too is when I first read Kafa, I backed away from that one. I was Mm. like, I don't want to be that one. Kafa is the earth energy. So it's mother nature. It's nurture. It's you're grounded. You're, you know, I didn't want to be the nurturer. See, and (laughs) I heard earth like as the way I like connected with that energy type is like the earth is strong. Like, like you got to put some work into foundation. Like it's a strong foundation. It's immovable. It's, it's there. Like, and another thing is like, if you pour water on the earth, like what does it do? It like, it takes you in and like soaks you up and like envelops you. And like, so I, that Mm -hmm. one, it can be such a beautiful thing because you're so strong in who you are. You're immovable, like you're steady, but then like you are welcoming to others and like you can take on the feeling of others and like you can be a, a safe landing space for people. Exactly the way you're describing it is exactly what I needed to hear. A lot of my stuff that kept reoccurring is like, I have the ability to have empathy and Mm -hmm. to listen to other people and to connect with them. And I'm also a sensitive human and I, I am, I, I, I cry over things. And I think the world views that as you're soft, you're weak, like you're just a crier. You're just so emotional. Like you can't get it together and like be strong. But I'm like, but I am a strong person. And so I think that for a while I labeled that as I'm weak. And taking this, it just, it gave me that validation that I needed that I'm not weak. Like if anything, my sensitivity is a strength. It's a strength. And like the way you view the earth as being solid. And like you said, even like you pour water into soil and it, it invites it, it soaks it mm-hmm. in. And it's like, you know what? If I leave people feeling that way, that's a good that thing. That I'm inviting to you, I'm happy with that. I'm yeah. okay with that. Okay. And then next section is like our also going off the dosha. It's called the dosha archetype. Basically, it says like if if you're a pitta, you're most commonly this, you know, like, but it kind of breaks it down into words that we kind of know a little bit more about. So we take a quiz. It's like eight questions. It's just a little assessment. And each question has answer A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, all the way through I. And you can tally any, all, none, it doesn't matter. At the end of that test, you go through each one and you say, okay, I te- I scored four A's. I scored two letter E's. You tally that up. Each letter, there's a key. And so the types are teacher, nurturer, visionary, entrepreneur, artist, researcher, entertainer, activist, and warrior. And so whatever you scored the highest in, you take your three top ones. It was kind of tricky for me because my top, I scored a perfect six in two of them. And then my next one was a four, but I scored a four in two categories. So I technically have a top four. Yes, I tied. So what were yours? My top three were teacher, nurturer, and warrior. I don't know. I think the warrior one like really threw me off. But like reading more about it, yeah, it just like kind of like you with the kapha. Like at first I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I don't know if I am a warrior. Like that like sounds like 
intense I don't know but like reading Mm -hmm. up on it like made me see it in another light and be like yeah like that is me and like I do value a lot of these things that it's saying is important to warriors and I I tied with teacher and nurturer which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting because I don't think I would ever like categorize myself as a teacher even though like I teach my kids Uh, and everything like there's not a whole lot in my life that I did view as like me teaching but like this helped me see those opportunities in my life that I have been teaching and like and it can be anything like you're passionate about you know oh I love this hair oil I'm going to share about it on Instagram yeah like so simple it can be even something like that yeah yeah I think it like made me see just everything that's been in my life it's been serving a purpose and like it's been there for a reason which is just really cool I'm shocked that researcher wasn't one of your I know. So I I tied with all the other ones. Oh, Um, did you? (laughs) Yeah. You're really well balanced. That's good. So all the other ones I tied equal. Okay. So mine, I scored. So like I said, there was six. So I scored a six out of six in shocker nurture and which again like I just I saw myself kind of being like "Mm, nope like I'm good but then the other one that I scored a six in was artist and Mitch really helped me see what that meant kind of like you with teacher it's Mm -hmm. I think when you say artist to me I think of someone who paints someone who draws like an artist it really again kind of tied back to week one where I talked so much about what makes me happy and it's my home I love decorating my home. I love little house projects. I love crafting. I love baking. All of that taps into the creator in me and like how I love to be creative. I love to do creative things with my job. Like I love to be creative with the podcast. I love to be creative with my kids. That really helped me a lot. And it made sense why I scored so high with artist. So then my next one, since I did tie in these ones, I scored in visionary and warrior. Warrior, again, was hard, but again, kind of tapping back into the interviews with family and friends, it made sense why that one popped up. Yeah, And I just think having their perspectives was crucial for me to understand. I think this next section will obviously have to skim over just a little bit because it's super personal stuff, but I wanted to just at least bring it up. I feel like this was our, my next like most impactful week. Basically we go over obstacles or trials that we have had in our life. I've told you this. I think Mitch is so talented at like hearing 10 different stories and instantly he sees the connection between them. It's stories that I've stood over my entire life Mm -hmm. and I've never once seen the connection between them. And like he just so clearly sees this is a lesson that life is trying to teach you over and over again. He didn't even tell me that that was the end goal of when we went over this. He basically asks you questions like, hard things in your life, trials in your life, how do they make you feel, like what came out of that, when's the time you needed healing, like all those types of questions and like you didn't know what was coming after that. And he just did mm-hmm. such an incredible job about like connecting all of those and seeing like this is what life is trying to teach you through all of these hardships. This part was I was scared for this one. Me I too. really was because I think a lot of times, like we do the work, we everyone experiences trials. No one is exempt. I think also a hard part about trials is most people's trials are very private. Mm-hmm. We would not know what is going on with other people because, for the most part, people don't have public trials going on. And so I think when 
when you have that inside of you, but also when you've done the work to heal from so many things that you've dealt with in your life. And I love that he called it obstacles. Mm -hmm. I love that that section was obstacles in your life. Because I think when you think of it as a trial, it suddenly has this negative connotation, Mm -hmm. right? Where to me, I don't know why the word obstacle, I visualize a cone in the road. I Mm -hmm. know how to get around that cone. I know how to move my vehicle to get around that cone in the road. It's not going to stop me. It's not a dead end. It's not a, oh no, what do I do now? It's just, you know what? There's a little speed bump here and I know how to work through that. But yeah, I was a little scared because when you have to, he he literally wants you to overlook your entire Everything, life. which is hard. Big or small, it doesn't matter. And it that is hard. And when you see your obstacles in like kind of a laundry list, like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like all of that sum, summed up into one list, it's hard to look at that. Mm-hmm. But I actually was pleasantly surprised when I was going through it. I was scared that wounds were going to reopen. Um, I didn't want that. I didn't want to stew on things that I put to bed. Um, And so I was scared to do this part, but I didn't feel that way when I went through it all. I didn't shed a single tear. (laughs) I didn't feel bitter about anything that had happened to me. I understood. Yeah. I'm better. I feel like this section can feel so scary and daunting and sad and depressing, but the way it's, we talked through it and like connected it all. It's so like uplifting almost, which sounds so backwards to be like talking about like your hardest times in your life, like, and then just to Mm -hmm. feel so uplifted by them. And even like things that maybe I didn't think I was over. There was something that I brought up that like, I haven't put to bed. I haven't healed from like, it is still very much a prevalent struggle in my life. And like, here I am able to just so clearly see it in like an uplifting way, like magic. I don't know how it happened. I know it really does feel like magic. And it, what a perspective that I had in this section, I almost envy people that say, "Mm, it's not that deep. Like people that have the ability to take a situation and just not take it that far. I wish I was more like that. I take everything very, very deep. I, I look into every single detail, what this could possibly mean. And I see it as a strength, but I see it as something I want to fix and I want to be better at. And so there are some things and I'm comfortable sharing this. For example, one of my things on my list was my miscarriage. I'm not unique in that being an obstacle in my life. I know so we all do. We know so many women that have had a miscarriage. For some women, it's not that deep. For me, it wasn't. And it is very much so something that I still get very, very sad about. And it's something that I'm hurt over. And I think when I was looking at this list of trials, sure, do I want these? (laughs) No. But Mitch was really good at showing me, you chose this. Mm -hmm. He believes, and I agree, I believe too, that we came to this earth knowing what we were signing ourselves up for. And we knew what our hardships were going to be. And we took them on for a very important reason. And yeah, I can, we can all look at our list of trials and really, really, truly wish we didn't have to deal with that stuff. Yeah. But I think taking something like my miscarriage, for example, and understanding that was maybe a lesson I needed. Yeah. Or I'm stronger because I had to go through this. Like being able to look back on our life and obviously like us choosing these obstacles that we were going to go through 
we had that full picture. So we could easily see like, that's going to be worth it to go through because I'm going to learn X, Y, and Z lesson, or it's going to push me to X, Y, and Z. And like, that will be worth it. And maybe we won't know right away. Maybe it will take forever our whole life for us to look back and be like, yeah, I'm glad I went through that. Like it, it brought me X, Y, and Z taught me X, Y, and Z pushed me to X, Y, and Z. Like it was, it was worth it. And you might see that with some things that you go through, but not all. And that's okay. And that's normal. And whatever, wherever anyone is at with any certain trial in their life, like it's hard to have that perspective Mm -hmm. of this is, it's going to be okay someday. I'm not going to always feel this way. This is going to better me as an individual. Yeah. It's hard to have that perspective. And so it's a lot easier when it is in the past for sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I appreciated going through that so so much, which honestly kind of leads us into the end of this program, which I kind of wanted to go through, you know, we have our life purpose blueprint at the end of this. So we went through basically each category that we worked on, our doshas, that quiz that we took, what our archetypes were. We just kind of summarized everything that we went through in the program. Something that I thought was really cool was number five, which was obstacles. And instead of listing your obstacles again, it was more so basically stating what your obstacles have taught you mm-hmm. and like how they've helped you. Yeah. And so I would love to share what I wrote for mine because I really truly believe this. And I think for so long I didn't believe this about myself, even though after doing this program, this is one of the biggest parts that helped me so much. I'm still human and I still doubt myself and it's still forever going to be a work in progress for me. But to see it written down and to know I wrote that about me Mm -hmm. and like I'm so much better because I wrote that for myself. So mine was I am enough. I don't need to prove my value for love Uh, and that I'm stronger than I think I am. And I'm kind, I'm compassionate, and I'm a person who is worthy. And I think to write out like that I believe that I am this like was huge for me mm-hmm. to, to give myself. It was a gift that I could give myself at the end of all of that. And to say like, I'm enough exactly the way that I am. I love that. You need to so, put that on your mirror. <laughs> I know. See it every day. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Yeah, it's just, it cuts so deep and it's, Even if you do know you're enough and you don't struggle with self-love, it's almost like, you know, I've mentioned I do affirmations with my kids. I need to do them with myself too. Yeah, we need (laughs) affirmations. It's so valuable. Mine is very similar. Just kind of like the overall message that was underlying in all of my life obstacles and like maybe lessons that I was supposed to learn from the obstacles. I'm not forgotten and, and that I do matter. My obstacles that I went through, like, they're so different and, like, there's some small and some big and, like, but overall, like, the feeling at the root of all of those is that, like, no one cared about me or I I just didn't matter. Like, like, who am I? Like, I don't matter. No one cares. And so, like, it was basically life trying to teach me over and over again that like I'm coming out of these obstacles, like I do matter, like people do care about me. What's cool about this program is knowing that there is like a finite almost closure. Mm -hmm. And he tells you this in your Discover session, we end this program 
with a statement, a mission statement. Yeah. My life purpose is. It like wraps up everything. And like when you read that statement, you like have all of this knowledge behind it of like how you got to this. Like it's such a simple sentence, but it's like you have all of this knowledge behind like why that sentence and like each word has so much meaning. Well, and I thought what was cool too is your life purpose isn't for you. It's for what you're going to move forward and do for do. others. And yes, that was really cool. For right me. after um, I finished this, I came across, I just randomly saw it on my Instagram and I was like, mm, that's a sign, you know, but I yeah. reposted it to my stories and this is exactly like really what I was thinking and what I walked away from this course thinking. And it's a quote and it says, rivers do not drink their own waters. Trees do not eat their own fruit. The sun does not shine on itself and flowers do not spread their fragrance for themselves. Living for others is a rule of nature. We are all born to help each other. No matter how difficult it is, life is good when you are happy, but it is much better when others are happy because of you. And I feel like that just like took everything that I like learned in this program and was just like, we are here for each other. Part of me was like, no, I want to be selfish. And like my life purpose should be for me. Like, but it's Mm -hmm. not like, it's like, what are you giving to others on this earth in your life? Like, what are you leaving behind? And I think that's just so beautiful and kind of goes back to my nature thing is like, Mm -hmm. I really connect a lot with that. And so like seeing that it's just, it's a rule of nature. Like we are not here for ourselves. We are here for others. I mean, it really wraps up each category that we go through in this program, which what excites you, what excites you, you can share with others. Mm -hmm. What is an innate gift I have? You can give that gift to others. Mm -hmm. What's something hard I experienced? I can then turn around and I can comfort others. Without further ado, I <laughs> feel so much pressure. My life purpose is to connect with women and help them understand that they are worthy and capable of reaching their full potential. Whitney, that's beautiful. Isn't that so good. Yeah, well, I love that it says women and that's 1 million percent what you're doing with your life. So I hope that you feel that. It has helped me like when I say like reaching their full potential, it, I feel like what is my full potential and what's your full potential and what Susie's full potential is different. Like I just want everyone to do what they want to do. And I love that it said that that connection with women. That's something I've been proven over and over and over in my life is connection is super, super important to me. And I'm trying any way to really connect with people and women in general. I think I'm especially drawn to women and help mm-hmm. them understand that they are worthy capable because that's something I didn't feel about myself for a long time. I want to make sure others know that they are worthy of their full potential and they're capable to get to their full potential. This podcast, like this is is so simple, you know, like something that seems so like first world, but like here we are, like I am helping. I hope that's my goal with this is I'm helping women. I'm, I'm connecting with women to grow to their best selves. Like that's really our whole goal with this. And I'm like, how cool. How special. Well, and also, can I point out, you're a mother of three daughters Mm -hmm. that you're raising to be women. Yeah. And there is nothing more important than that. I want them to do whatever they have to do in their life to get them to that full potential. What's really cool too is we write our own life purpose statement. Like Mm -hmm. we write it. It w- I loved having Mitch's help with it and, and his unique perspective on, you know, everything that we went through in the program and helping build this statement. But 
you wrote that and it couldn't be more spot on. So I loved that. Before I share mine, I kind of wanted to share thoughts. I am enough. I don't need to prove my value for love. I am compassionate and understanding. That love doesn't need to be earned. It's not my job to monitor other people's emotions or well-beings. And you should just be loved for who you are. Wanting to be chosen and wanting to be loved starts with you. You can't be loved by others if you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. So love yourself. Choose yourself. It'll flow naturally. My official life purpose statement was, my life purpose is to be a light and an example of self-love and self-acceptance to teach others that they are worthy, valid, and enough. Hmm. I feel like ours are very similar. Yeah. Which is cute. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it's so you. But you said the word worthy too. Like mm-hmm. worthy enough. Like, like we are worthy of all whatever. And it's all anyone wants. It's so simple, but it feels so complex. And it's it's like us as humans, like that's all anyone can ever yeah. want. Mm-hmm. We just want, so, want to yeah. feel important and worthy and that we deserve it. And I think a lot of the times we yeah. tell ourselves and, we don't. And I think we get on ourselves because we think it needs to be earned. That was a mm-hmm. big thing for me that came from this is I am enough exactly the way that yeah. I am. I don't right need now. to change me. I don't need to do all of these things to earn it. Love is unconditional. It's not conditional. True actual love and acceptance and understanding is is unconditional. You're yes. good just You're the worthy. way you are. You're good. Just oh, I love that. <laughs> Mitch was so awesome to do this for us. Like we said, we get really nothing out of this. We just are like so passionate and want you guys all to do it and just love yourselves. But Mitch, <laughs> um, let us do a giveaway that we are going to be able to give away one full course to one of you guys. So we'll post about it on our Instagram, how to enter and all that. But I'm so excited for whoever wins that. For whoever doesn't, I have a 20% off coupon code for all of you guys. Um, So the code is just purpose20. You can use it whenever you feel like you're ready to take this course. It's not expiring tomorrow or anything like that. Whenever you feel like you're at a good place to take it, use that purpose20 discount code for 20% off the whole course, um, which is just so awesome for him to do that for us. We are so grateful. And I just can't wait to like hear your guys's experiences I think it will just change your guys's lives like it has us it's been such a bright spot and has definitely helped us bloom so yeah let us know if you're interested in taking it we'll post all the details on our Instagram post the day that this episode goes live and details on how you can enter to win we're so excited to hear your experience thanks so much for listening to all of this don't forget to look for ways to bloom